Hello, hello, and welcome back to Being a Has Never, the podcast about someone trying to break into the film industry. I'm your host, Juan, and as always, thank you so much for tuning in. So for today's episode, here's the question. What were some factors or a big decision that helped you move back home? We have a month left before we have to move out of our little room, and I'm busy over here looking for a new place. You know, I like Pomona. You know, I'm open to staying in Pomona. But I wanted to take a look at some apartments that were closer to West Los Angeles. Because, bitch, the commute is a lot. And I wanted to bring down that level of stress and exhaustion, you know, just to make my life a little bit easier uh, when going to studios. You know, I was looking around, like, places in, like, North Hollywood, Van Nuys, Koreatown, the places at the time that I was told were really cheap and affordable and a great place to kind of start, you know, setting some roots down. You know, I'm looking around everywhere, you know, checking out Culver City, maybe Century City, maybe somewhere in Azusa. You know, I did not want to look in West Hollywood because I was not, I knew I could not afford it, you know, or maybe Venice, but mostly it was around like the northern area. And just only travel down to like Burbank. You know, as I'm checking out Craigslist, you know, checking out, you know, apartments.com, Zillow, you know, all those places. I also have a talk with Lupe on what we're going to do after. Now, we both agreed to come down and we wanted to see how it play out. You know, I already had in my head way before coming down that I was going to do it for more of a long term basis and actually transition to L.A., However, Lupe, on the other hand, she was thinking more of a temporary situation and only wanted to stay for the summer and then come back home. Now, her future plans were she would want to come back to the Central Coast, become a correctional officer, which she did, by the way. She graduated. She is a correctional officer and she actually owns a home now. So she so props to her for actually like setting out for that goal. But she really didn't have any intention of staying in Los Angeles. Like, if the opportunity did come up for her, sure, maybe, yeah, maybe stay here a little bit longer. But her end goal wasn't like mine. She just wanted to try it out and then come back home. And as much fun as it was, really, it was just, it was just going to be me to stay by myself. Was I a little sad? Hell yeah, I was a little sad. Because that was my sister who made the big giant leap with me. That was my bestie who saw all my habits, all the ugly side, and still said, yeah, let's live together. You and me are going to go down, and we're going to go live in L.A., and we're going to see what happens. But I think it was just a little bit sad because, you know, if I did find a place, if I did find an apartment to stay in, she wasn't going to be there with me. And she would go back home, you know, and start her journey of starting the correctional process and eventually, you know, own a home in Salinas. And I knew it was important to her. All I knew was I support her. And as long as she was happy, then that's all I could do. I think it was easier for us to leave because, granted, we technically didn't sign a lease And I'm kind of happy that we didn't have to spend, we didn't have to cancel early or like put a deposit down or however it works. I don't really know what it's like to like leave 
your contract early. I always try to stick it through. But I'm glad we were just able to pick up our shit and go. So that was the easy part. With my partner in crime wanting to go back home, I started looking at my budget and was trying to figure out like where I could go on my own. The first thing I was realizing was I don't have any friends I felt I could trust to ask to live with them. You know, I made set friends. You know, I see the same familiar faces while I'm on central casting. But living with these people would be different. You know, with Lupe, I had years, as I said, to show her my ugly side, to show her my habits. And she still said yes to me. Lupe knew exactly what she was getting herself into when she decided to team up with me and go down to L.A. But with my set friends, you know, I just only met them. For all they know, I could be crazy as hell. They probably picked up I like to drink a lot, so that was number one. But for me, I get kind of sketched out when I see um, house ads for roommates. Because I don't know who the hell these people are. I don't know if they're crazy as hell. I don't know if they're a drug dealer. I don't know if they're going to steal from me, be all up in my asshole. You know, like, it's things like that. I wasn't sure who I was going to be bunking with. And since L.A. is so much more bigger than what I'm used to, I literally could get the most randomest person that turns out to be crazy as hell. I don't want to be like that Netflix show where their roommates kill everybody. Like, I don't want to be in that position. So I knew finding room, random new roommates absolutely out of the question. There was no way in hell I was going to ask random roommates. But also, I didn't have, like, my quote-unquote, my friends that I felt comfortable enough to see, hey, do you have a room available that I can start living at? So my connections there was, it was non-existent. You know, I was looking and I was trying to find, you know, like a studio, even if it was tiny, a closet practically. I just wanted to have a new address. So I was looking for a studio small bedroom apartment, something that was, you know, within price range. But as I was looking around, they were a little bit more expensive than I anticipated. My savings wasn't going to be enough for the deposit and keep me afloat for like six months. I mean, maybe I could afford to do like maybe a month and a half, maybe two. But then that would be working like paycheck to paycheck to just stay down there. It wasn't going to be worth, you know, staying in Los Angeles with the little cash that I did have. And also, too, with my credit cards, you know, as helpful as they can be when you have emergencies, they're not it's not a good idea to live off of credit, especially since if you max them out, you know, paying them off is such a bitch and a half. The interest rate, you know, wasn't terrible. But imagine having, you know, an interest rate on like a thousand plus dollar credit card like it was going to be a bitch and a half to pay off. So I knew, like, don't rely on your credit cards right now because it's not going to be worth it in the end. You know, because of the credit, because of, like, how much cash I really had in my savings and what was on the market, I was really starting to realize that I'm going to have to come back home, too, with Lupe. I know when it's time to step back and admit when there's something that doesn't work out. I mean, I did it twice already with my indie failure and my capstone project. I think trying to push myself to stay, I probably would have hated it. Potentially lose the passion for filmmaking because it was costing so much to pursue it. I think that was kind of like what was going through my head. Like, is living in, a, in L.A. worth it to you? 
is it worth, you know, taking your last thousand dollars, finding an apartment to rent out and then going to not work on film sets? Like, is it worth, you know, going to like Target, to Starbucks, to a restaurant? Like, is it worth it to you to not be working in the industry because you're trying to afford to live here? That question started to come up for me. And I feel like if I was just only working in Los Angeles, not really booking to work on set, I'd start losing the passion because all of a sudden my attention would be focus on the rent, focus on getting your money, focus on saving up, focus on making sure you have a place to live. And I wouldn't have the energy or the passion to dive into the film industry as I intended to. So I think that was kind of like a big factor that really showed financially this is not going to play out in your favor. You may have something that will keep you afloat, but you got to work really fast. And I think, as I said in the previous episode on how I was getting in those like slumpy, sad moments with all the wine, I wasn't really passionate about myself to go and get another job to sustain it. I was like, no, I want to stick into film. But stubborn me was like, I, I think I can make this work. But in actuality, I was kind of really like, no, it's just I didn't want to work outside of the film industry. Like I wanted to stay and I was looking, but there wasn't enough income from the film industry to support me staying in L.A. And, you know, with that and everything else, I would be lying if I say I didn't miss my boyfriend. I mean, obviously, because, you know, I was... I met him when I was in college. We spent a year together. I lived with him. You know, I was, I missed having my butt butt like close to me. And it was a little hard to be in a long distance relationship, even though it was only for three months. It was hard not having him close by to me, you know, on the daily basis. I'd have to go and visit him. And, you know, he did support me going down and having me pursue my dream. And yes, occasionally he would help out with like, here, let me help you get this makeup product. Or if you and Lupe want to go out, you know, here's a couple of bucks, go have fun. Like he would do that. But I missed having him close by, you know, even though there was like FaceTimes, there were the phone calls, you know, he would know where I would be. It wasn't the same as having him here next to me every night after a very fun and stressful day working on set. The really cool thing was the last time Lupe and I went up, he actually came down with me. Funny story was he used to go down to, I want to say Costa Mesa for this esthetician school. And his old uh, teacher who owned the place was having like private, you know, one-on-one -on -one sessions like on skincare. And he signed up to do another course with her in Orange County. So he comes down with me. You know, we get a hotel. We stay there. I drop him off. While he's doing his class, I'm going back home, just kind of relaxing, looking, booking what I can, and then also having my drinking moments. I will own that. I also spent a good portion of the afternoon day drinking. And then after him going to school, he and I would go and like have dinner or we'd go have lunch. We'd, we'd spend some time together while we were in L.A., just hanging out and just being butt butts, you know, the usual like, oh, I'm so happy that my boyfriend's here. You know, those kind of moments. But I will own this, though. My partner definitely had an influence of my decision to come back home. Seeing his sad puppy eye face didn't exactly help me choose to stay because I did miss him a lot. 
And I would have been by myself because Lupe was no longer going to be with me and he would be all the way in Santa Cruz. You know, obviously it was a big factor. But to be honest, the real biggest factor was the money. If I had the financials or the savings to keep me afloat for six months, if I found a studio that I could afford, obviously him crying was not going to influence it. I would have said, babe, I'm trying to make my career. I need to be down here. I can afford to be on my own. I'm going to stay here. But that wasn't the case for me. The case was I have less than two grand in my savings. There's no apartments that I could afford right now. I can't be here anymore. And because I also have the last few weeks in this room, I have a few more bookings that I have to see through. I'm going to finish out those three months, and then I will come home. The funny thing is, though, I actually wrote a letter. I think it was when he was, it was his last day, you know, doing this, like, weekend event. I wrote a letter to him so he can read it while he was on the plane. Basically, it's just outlining, you know, like, thank you for supporting me, but I just wanted to let you know that I will be coming home at the end of the month. Just because when he left, he really was sad that I wasn't going to be coming home with him, but I wanted to give him a little something that said, here, there's hope at the end, and I will be seeing you later this month after I finish the last of my bookings. But I will own, it would have been delusional of me to think, oh yeah, I can afford to stay down here. I can totally find an apartment for like $700. I can afford to be here for like three, for six months. No, there was no way in hell I was going to do it. And there was for sure no way in fucking hell I was going to be like those kids on TikTok where you're sleeping in a car. Fuck that. I need my own shower. I need my own bathroom. Like I needed, you know, a place where I can do all those things and not rely on like the gym, the gas station. Like, no, none of that bullshit. Fuck all of that. I think it was just hard for me to bite that bullet. It was really, <laughs> it was defeating for me in a way. I thought I was going to, you know, maybe like take a while to get where I needed to, but I didn't expect to like leave LA so soon. You know, I thought I was making all the right decisions by like going down, booking myself, you know, working on set. Like I thought I was doing what I could to make me a success and it just sucked there's not necessarily anything wrong with coming home because it's better for you to make the smart and safe decision that you can do and start over again don't get me wrong I think it's just seeing your dream not manifest itself seeing how like you're trying but like you have to stop because it's the end of the road and yet you can see everyone else continue on I don't know. I, I don't know how I don't know how I describe that feeling. It, it's not FOMO. It's not missing out. It's not discouragement. It's just infuriating. Is that what I'm trying to say? It's that it's I don't know how what I'm trying to say. But basically, it was that is that I knew I had the road was ending in front of me. I just thought like I would have found a new path to follow to keep the road going. I think it was just because three months was it three months to me seemed so long. Like it seemed like it was going to be a lot of time, but in retrospect, especially after, you know, looking back three months was actually not a lot of time. If I had maybe six months. Yeah, sure. Maybe that would have been a little bit more possible, but three months I feel was it's, it, it went by quick. 
it went by so quick. And really what also didn't help you guys was, as I said in last episode, was the whole sitting and drinking and like not looking. And that's kind of where I'm a little bit more pissed about myself is that I allowed that to happen. But I think it was safe to say that like that was going to be the best option for you. It's all you can do. Like what, you were just going to live there in one month and then just like dip out? No, of course not. And I think it was also my pride, too. I did not want to, like, work at Starbucks or Subway or Target or, like, a restaurant. Like, I didn't want to do any of those things. I went down to go work on a film set, to work as a PA, to work on crew. I was looking for those kids so I could have a studio, have a one-bedroom apartment, and really say I'm working as crew. And I didn't care if it was going to be at the bottom of the totem pole. I really just wanted that job and that income and that you know resume builder I just wanted that opportunity you know I wanted to say like I started off as a PA and I really didn't care on how long it was going to take as long as I got the position I wanted I was content and I was happy I knew if I got that then I would continue to pursue okay what's another PA gig how can I get on to another job to meet other assistant directors and go from there that's what I was hoping was going to happen because I was going to take that small opportunity and run with it. As I said, this roadmap is uncharted and you hope you navigate through, but sometimes for people like me, you get stuck. And you have to realize like this is the end of the road. You have to come back and try again another time. At least though, when I did pack up all my things and I was leaving Pomona... You know, the last time I was going to go, you know, through the 210, connect on I-10, go up through Highway 5 and head over to Santa Cruz. At least I knew I was coming back with open arms and lots of I missed my boyfriend kisses. Like I knew going back, no one was going to get mad at me. And at least I could tell people, hey, I went and tried to make a career for myself in L.A. I tried to do it in three months. You know, time ran out and I had to make the smart decision and I came back. If you guys are put in that position where you have to come back home, I say come back home. And I mean, not just because, oh, like, you should just come back home just to just to do it. No, I mean, this is what I mean. If you're near the end of the road, if you can't find a place to live, if it's too expensive, if all of your options that you had available are no longer working out. I think there's nothing wrong with coming back home because it gives you the opportunity to kind of like refresh yourself. It gives you an opportunity to kind of like think and see like, what can I do to try to do to do something differently? What can I do to, you know, make sure I have, you know, more income or can I, you know, just come back home temporarily and travel down, you know, like things like that. But with that, you guys, what were some factors that helped you make your decision to come back home? Were you like me where you were missing a partner? Was it financial? Or was it that like, you know, you just knew that it wasn't going to work out in the end. And rather than try to push yourself, you bit the bullet and you said, let me make the smart decision and come back home. Let me know. 
You can send me a tweet, a DM, or a message on all your favorite social medias at HeyWanCruise and let me know the process that you made. And with that, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I always appreciate you guys hanging out and listening to all my fun and crazy little stories. I hope your day is amazing, and I hope to catch you guys all on the next one. Take care. <laughs>